Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Equip Show, and we are excited to have you join us once again. Um, we are doing our series on called Journey in the Prophetic, and this is part four. And this is really a special episode, so you're not just going to hear teaching, um, but we actually have a panel discussion with a group of our guests that are here today, and they're going to share from their heart what they've learned in the prophetic, you know, some maybe of some of their frustrations, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and if you're watching, I want you to watch throughout the whole episode because they just might be sharing some prophetic words later on, and one of them could just be for you. So thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, so I'm just going to introduce our guest to you today. So this is Gordon Olenek, and uh, he's been, um, you know, really wise in walking in the prophetic ministry for many, many years, and really still learning and still growing as he goes, but just a really powerful man of God. This is Joan Freilich, yay. Yeah, Joan's here today, and uh, she's just, um, uh, you know, just bold as a lion, and uh, she's just really come up in the prophetic ministry strongly. Stan Forsyth from Melford, Saskatchewan. We welcome you here today, Stan. And uh, yeah, Stan is just a giant in the faith. He's a leader of a prophetic group. So uh, we look forward to hearing from him. Uh, Joyelle Gagnon, did I say that right, Gagnon? Yes. yes. Yeah. So Joyelle's joining us here today, and she's got, she has a lot of strength to the prophetic moment, and uh, yeah, she's just anointed, an amazing and anointed woman of God. And then, last but certainly not least, at the end, we have Phil Wheeler. And uh, yeah, Phil Wheeler is just blazing on fire for the Lord, and uh, yeah, he's got lots to share on the prophetic ministry as well. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. it's good. So prophetic ministry, I, I call it journey in the prophetic because it is a journey, right? Um, we all have strengths in it. We've all made mistakes, I'm sure, at times. And I uh, just want to hear from each of you, basically, you know, just some wisdom that you can share on uh, what you've learned and some of the things you've learned in the prophetic ministry. So we'll start with you, Gordon. Um, what, can you just share with our viewers a couple things that you've learned what on your I've journey? Learned. <laughs> My yeah. journey. Um, I guess I've learned mostly that uh, to trust in what what I'm hearing God saying, because mm -hmm. uh, I know at the beginning it was like a very, uh, um, you know, you hear what you're hearing something and you're arguing with, with yourself: Is this from God? Is mm -hmm. this from somebody else? And then you know, the more I do it, the more I can understand what He's saying, and the more I believe that it's Him talking. And so it's kind of learning how to trust that. Yeah, yeah, and that's powerful because self-doubt is such a big, you know, such a big issue, um, you know, in the prophetic. It's like, was that really God or was that me, you know? Um, so, so that's a powerful thing. So, Joan, can you share something that you learned? Oh, what have I, actually, you know what, for me it was delivery, mm. right? It was, it was not just about you've heard a word from God, but it's yeah. how do you deliver it to that person in a way that God wants to deliver it to that person, right? Like, so that they can receive it, and then once they receive it, how do they unpack it for themselves? How do they use it? How do they claim it as their own? Mm -hmm. So to me, that was kind of my funnest point is like, right, what do you do? Like, yeah, you have a word, but how do I deliver this mm -hmm. word? How do I steward it so that it impacts that person? And how am I uplifting them with this? Right, doing it in a way that's edifying, exalting, yeah, and comforting. Right, so yeah. can you give us an example? Um, well, for me, you know, there was, a, there was a gal and she came and she wasn't really sure if, if she believed in the Lord. And it was just burdened onto my, onto my spirit. And I was like, can I tell you what I'm hearing? And she said, yes, absolutely. And I was able to tell her the, the joy and the hope and the exuberance of which the Lord was speaking, of which I was hearing it. Mm -hmm. And she really received it well. And later, we were actually at a conference, and then later, all of a sudden, she, she went up front, and we found out the next day that she'd actually given her life to the Lord and mm -hmm. that she'd actually had an encounter, and she knew that she knew that she knew. And I was like... 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's powerful. And I had talked in a previous episode, um, you know, about how the gift of prophecy can really lead others to Christ in a certain way when it's active in the body. So that's a great example. So Stan. Uh, you know, when you approached me about this, uh, the thing that kept coming to mind is really first time I encountered ministering with the Holy Spirit. I was 20. I took a friend down to a Bible camp. He was a guitar player. He was in the worship band for the youth service. And when I got down there, I'd, I'd known the pastor that was speaking to the youth, and he said, Stan, I'm going to get you to pray tonight. And it was brand new. I mean, I had no idea. And for, so did the service, got to the end. There's a lineup in the front, and he called me up and left me alone. I was by myself, and I walked up to the first guy. I had no idea. And I just touched the guy on the shoulder, and he went down like a sack of hammers. And I was like, <laughs> God bless you, you know. And then through the evening, or through the week, whatever, you know, he had us young people ministering. And I remember one night I was ministering with this girl, she's four foot zero. And we'd just switch. We'd catch if someone fell, and one would pray, and then we'd switch and go the other way. And we got, you know, she had just prayed for a guy who went down, and I came up, or yeah, I went up front to pray for this guy. And he's like six foot six, you know, football player. And uh, I look around at her, and she's looking up like yeah, this. And, and, and I said, well, person. you know, I, I just went, you know, you pray for him. Because I realized in that moment, uh, you know, as I analyzed that, it was like the Holy Spirit was there doing the heavy lifting. And, you know, in, in I think it's 1 Corinthians 13, 9, it says you can know in part, you can prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, and the Holy Spirit's the perfect. And all we can do is just use our words and our voice and as you said delivery delivery is important and the holy spirit does a work and it's just awesome to watch him transform our heart in front of you you know heaven transacts earth it's amazing mm -hmm. yeah i know that's powerful that's good that's good joel i think for me the biggest thing on this journey of growing in the prophetic is really learning to minister out of the heart of the father mm -hmm. and i've really kind of grown uh to to really pass on his love and his delight for for people for his sons for his daughters and for whoever he's kind of communicating the message to it's really feeling that love flow through me yeah. and there's a softening that comes when you feel the love that god has for that person you're able to deliver that message with such a softness and a gentleness mm -hmm, yeah. and then it's not me it's actually they're connecting with the father through with the me father, yeah. which is amazing and it's profound to see people connect with god yeah. through the message you're sharing with them yeah 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 because it softens them but it actually yeah. also softens up when mm -hmm. we minister to them mm -hmm. you know and and hear how the love of God and what God has for them it can soften us up as well you know as we're hearing that so Bill well, I guess I was going to touch on the recent prophetic training and, and sessions that we've gone through and what I found was just was really interesting to see all the different people uh, prophesy to individuals in, in such different ways meaning what the spirit was is putting into them they were filtering through them and coming out in their own unique way mm -hmm. and to see how people grew from that and turned words into phrases and 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 uh, visions into stories and wow. and mm -hmm. and how it just yeah. it and it opened up on people and then when the, the prophetic word which however it's delivered was just a total eye-opener for most people and they 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 really knew it was from God and it was for them and it opened their eyes it, it encouraged them it lifted them up it set a lot of them free so that was the training program, which was interesting uh, in, in that fashion for me. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Okay, so here's the question that I'm sure many viewers have. 
Um, how many have you, of you have ever been scared to deliver a prophetic word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how did you overcome that fear? Joan. Um, I think there is always a fear, right? But for me, it's, um, I fear the Lord way more than I fear man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If God tells me to speak, I will obey my father. Yeah. Right? I will obey my father. Yeah. So it is just, it's that humbling, right? And, and to realize that we're vessels. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about our yeah. father, and he wants to speak to his children. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Anyone else? Have yeah, I'll share. Um, what Joan had to say is I felt very much similar to her. And I also learned that, you know, if we're gifted with something, whether it's a teaching gift or either a worship to be on the worship team, you go and you use your gift to serve the people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the same is true with the prophetic. It's a yeah. gift used to serve people and to yeah. love people. So when God gives me something, I always look at it, okay, now how can I love somebody by serving them yeah. with this word? Yeah. And yeah. the quickest and best way to get over the fear is to get over yourself. Yeah. Mm. That it's That's not good. about yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just the vessel God's choosing to use. Yeah. And as soon That's as awesome. I can put myself out of the equation and, and start to have that love and affection for the person that I'm going to minister to, mm -hmm. then I think fear quickly goes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good, that's good. So, um, you know, everybody, you touched on it, Phil, that everybody kind of prophesies according to their unique personality and in different ways, and we're all growing and changing, so over time, you know, as we learn and as we soften with the Lord, our delivery can soften as well. But what about, what are certain ways that you guys individually hear from God? Right, like audible voice, internal voice, pictures, some people hear, um, you know, just sensing things, scriptures, that kind of stuff. So, Gordon, let's start with you. Um, usually I uh, see a video. <laughs> it's like a movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, like, Lord, and then I'm also hearing him talk, and I'm watching this movie going by and, and uh, kind of picking up on what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's how I see it. But then when I have to talk about it, and it has to come out as words... <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, the words are always so much less than what I actually seen. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting like that, but usually, yeah, like that. Um, and sometimes it's just words. You know, you just, I hear, like on my left side, I keep hearing. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'll go and write it down because that way I can remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pictures sometimes. And, um, and a lot of times I get, uh, I have prophetic dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah wake up in the morning and it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah, i gotta, gotta write that down <laughs> yeah yeah and those are great examples stan I, for me again pictures are a big part but um lots of times you know i'm just thinking of my local church it's in the morning during worship and i'll look up mm -hmm. and i it's all i don't know how to describe it i can't put it into words but i can see god is moving on someone mm -hmm. yeah. and, I, and i'll just say like is there something there, God? Is there, and, you know, and if there is, he just starts to share his words come. Um, I haven't, I've had a few visions, one dream I can think of, not a big dreamer, yeah. I guess, but, but mainly, yeah, he lots through pictures, you know, he'll just give me a picture and, and, and go with it. But yeah, it's kind of neat. It's always been that way for me. I can just see God start to move yeah. and I just ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, are any of you pastors? No. No, no are any of you prophets? 
<laughs> no, so you're just regular church members that is open to the Spirit of God, and you know, and God wants to activate prophecy in your life, right? That's that's so amazing, and that's what I'm trying to get across here today is that you know all may prophesy, right? So no matter what background you're from, no matter what age, what gender, you know, any of that kind of stuff, all may prophesy. So um, any other different ways that you guys well, notice I, that you hear? I personally, I usually just. God drops it in my in, into my spirit, mm -hmm. and and then I get such a uh, I don't want to use the term I, I'm not a turmoil, but a just stirring in me that if I don't release it, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like I'm going to burst. Yeah. Okay. And then I usually I know who it's for or what it's for, and and, and then as I sh start sharing it, then I'm bombarded with everything that that person or the assembly, whoever I'm talking to. And it just stretches right out. And I know it's him uh, talking through me because the things I'm saying is, weren't in my mind. They're coming out. And, they're, and then you, I can see by reaction that it's hitting the spot. And, and mm -hmm. that's a good thing. It's like you know, getting a, a testimonial after you've prophesied, oh, that was right yeah. on. I just, wow. Because it builds me up and knows, okay, I, it was right. You know? Yeah, yeah, it confirms that it was yeah. correct. And as God yeah. filters it through me, I'm, I'm, I, I want to get it out as accurate as possible and, and uh, to edify and lift up the people as we push mm -hmm. it through. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, have you guys ever, ever made any mistakes giving a prophetic word? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of you well, volunteer. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it was a mistake, but it was the person didn't receive what I said. And uh, this was like a few years back, but I was... Uh, um, I had this this picture of this person um, walking towards, and, and it was like the scene was Africa, and like as you can see, the you know like there was this beautiful African scene, you know, and, and I'm seeing him walking there. So I tell them, you know, like this is what I'm seeing, and, and, and I believe God is calling you to go to Africa, and they like no, <laughs> we're not we're not accepting that. We don't receive that, you know, and that and I'm going, well okay that's what I seen you know I just told you so later they came and told me that they were um, very determined to be going somewhere else even though the uh, the people that they were um, under were wanting them to go to Africa oh, okay. but they didn't want to go to Africa yeah yeah <laughs> you know so it was kind of it was interesting because I know I heard from the Lord uh, but then he had, had to deal with the rejection, so it was kind of right, yes. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And rejection is is usually, you know, a part of of any ministry, really. But specifically in the prophetic ministry, you know, um, there will be times when we are when we do go through rejection. Um, have you guys ever felt rejected? Um, I'm just saying, a, a one time. Um, I guess I was growing in confidence, and I've always worked with my pastors in doing this ministry in the church, and. They're, I guess, letting the leash out a little, and, and which I appreciate. They, they've helped me so much. Um, and so I, I felt a word for a lady new that, that morning. And, you know, I got up at the front, and it wasn't the right way. It was more about my delivery. I should have grabbed maybe yeah. Pastor Rose or my wife or some other lady and went back to this lady and, and ministered quietly. And it, you could tell it just soured her right away because yeah, okay, yeah. it was new. And that was a mistake in, in growing. You know, I learned from that. And my pastors were gracious with me and, and stuff. Mm. But, yeah, you know, that was more about delivery than the accuracy of, of the word. I yeah. believe the Holy Spirit's very accurate. But, um, yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah had yeah. to learn. 
All right, so you alluded it to it, Stan, about, um, you know, you've always worked with the government of your church in it, and that's something that I teach on that's very important to have accountability, um, you know, to uh, have a submitted covering, that kind of stuff. Um, so working with church government, okay, big question. What are some frustrations about that? I'll just lay it right on the table. I think um, sometimes I see uh, we don't, like I'm pretty good at timing, I believe, I believe, right? But um, sometimes I, I, I question sometimes the, the way they set things up in a, in a, in a service because I'm more of a free spirit and, and I don't really care if you take an offering and I don't really care if you do that. This, as long as the Holy Spirit's leading this moment, and the rest will it'll do its course. So in that respect, other than the government of, you know, following protocols for, for delivering a message or being under their umbrella, so to speak, oh, yes, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to have, you have to be under somebody. Right. You yeah. can't be a, a you know, a, a lone star out there. Yeah. Yeah, the Lone Ranger syndrome, like yeah. we like to phrase no. it. Right. Um, any other ones? Any other frustrations? Not really, really thinking of anything. Yeah, and I think the important part with that is just looking at it from, you know, the leader's perspective, the pastor's perspective, specifically if it's in the terms of a service, right? That, you know, um, Paul exhorts that let everything be done decently and in order, right? So sometimes the leader's orders of things doesn't necessarily match with ours. And that's, that's good, right? Sometimes we need their input into that as well. No, I just think it's important because pastors are shepherds yes, uh, of yeah. hearts. And, uh, you know, anything I do, I want to be a part of that. I mean, I'm not the shepherd, you know, Pastor Paul and Rose are, but in a sense, encourage them. What I want to do is uplift and, and enhance what they are bringing, you know, so I have to come under their authority to do that in a sense, right? So I, I just think that relationship is so key in, in a local church too. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Can I add yes, something? Sure. I just want to build off what you were saying. Is And it's so important as a prophetic person to always see it from from the pastoral heart because yeah. they're mm -hmm. protecting the people. Yeah. And sometimes we can come in very zealous as the prophetic and start moving, but we can cause damage. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I understand you always want to come in with their viewpoint and to always honor as yes, well. That's good. To, to yeah. honor where they're at. And even if they don't agree or don't let you prophesy, it's their prerogative because yeah. they are responsible for the people and and I find working with church leadership coming from that place of honoring will really mm -hmm. set you up for success yeah, yeah yeah and God's given them the authority to do that right yeah. where 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 prophetic is not the same as pastoring a house exactly. so we don't have the same level of, of authority in that you know in that aspect yeah. kind of thing so yeah. all right so the moment I'm sure the viewers have all been waiting for <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys are active in prophecy so, who has a word for somebody in that's viewing today? I wrote some down. Is that okay? If yes, I just read yeah, them? for sure. So, this word is for uh, Krista, and that's the name the Lord gave me. Uh, and I believe she's a young lady uh, somewhere between the late 20s, early 30s. Um, so, what I heard was, you have had a door closed in your life suddenly, uh, not going in the direction you plan. The Lord wants you to know that he, that he closes doors that no man can open and opens doors that no man can, uh, can close. Uh, he knows that you feel that you are responsible for the closed door, but he wants you to know that uh, now is not, so you are not 
and now is the time to focus on Jesus. Uh, the Lord has plans for you that are really good. He has a door that is ready to open. He is waiting for you to be ready. Uh, you, so you get ready by putting yourself at his feet and trusting him. Uh, so who else has something? I had a few, uh, sorry, did I cut everybody off there? There I saw the middle of <gasps> Anyways, um, I, I've, I sensed right from the beginning and the onset of this that, um, that there was a few of you out there, and I mentioned it at the table earlier, that were skeptics and that you're, you're thinking in your mind right now that, that, I mean, what is this stuff? I mean, but I challenge you. I challenge you to raise your hands right now, those skeptics that are watching, raise your hands to the television set and then I'm going to say something to you and the Lord will speak to you and I'm going to say, Lord, release them of that skepticism, Lord. Father, set in their heart right now, Lord, your desires for them and Father, do something in their, in, in their situation, Lord, that they would know it is you. And then when you watch the credits roll at the end, you'll see the name of the show. You'll see the email address probably. Send us a note and we'll prove our God great. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Amen. That's good. Powerful. <laughs> good. Um, I keep sensing that there's, there are some daughters out there, some daughters of Christ. You believe in the Lord, but you don't know him. You are in your 30s, and you feel undervalued. You feel unseen, unheard. And um, I just feel that the Lord is saying to you, Seek me, and you will find me. I have never left you, nor have I ever forsaken you. For I am always here. I am your good, good Father. So I would challenge you to actually open up your Bible with mm -hmm. some zeal, with some hunger, with some zest, to seek the Lord. And I will ask you to do this in some faith. And so I will say, Lord, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you touch your daughters, that you ignite them, that you set them on fire so that when they read your word, Lord, you are there, that your words jump off the pages mm -hmm. and it goes deep into their hearts, that it resounds inside of them, Lord, so that they know that they know that they know you are their father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would uh, I just want to build on what Joan was talking about, but I actually feel really specifically for a, a specific lady who is in a prison cell of guilt and shame mm -hmm. because of an abortion that you've had. And um, Father God, is he's saying to you that there's forgiveness, that the blood of Jesus has brought the forgiveness. And he's asking that you would lay it down at his feet. And as you lay that guilt and that shame down at his feet, his blood is going to wash over you. His forgiveness is going to wash over you. And there's going to be power for you to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. That power is being released right now that you do not have to carry this the rest of your life. And he's releasing healing right now into your heart. He's binding up all of those broken places, all of those shattered pieces of your heart. He's binding them up. And not only emotionally is he healing you, but I believe from that abortion that you've had physical pain and problems with your insides since that procedure was done. And he's releasing physical healing to your body right now. He's bringing complete restoration to your body, to your spirit and your soul. And he's saying, oh, my precious daughter, come to me. And let me wash over you with my extravagant love.
Let me take you into my embrace, for you are precious. You are valuable. You are not invisible. He sees you, and he has heard your cry, and today is your day of freedom. Amen. Today is your day of salvation. That peace is going to rest over your mind. Every tormenting spirit, all guilt and shame is being released, and we just release power. Whoo, that power of God, I just feel that being released into your body, into Amen. your mind, yep. in the name of Jesus. And you are set free by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I just speak that you respond to him, that you come into that secret place and you would begin to know him in a deeper, more intimate way. Honestly, on the way up here from, from Melford today, um, I, I just feel like there's a pastor. I just seen, you're an Asian fella. And... Um, it's almost like Joseph in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife came after him and you dropped your coat as a pastor and you ran from the situation. But before that, you were actually gaining prominence in your community and, and this was th this thing that happened is kind of like a game changer, but God says, I'm going to use it for your success. You don't have to worry. God says, do not give up hope. Do not, do not give up your hope. What seems like it's lost now in your ministry will be gained back later, sevenfold. The enemy has to repay back sevenfold, the scripture says, and that is for you today, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's powerful, yeah. If, and if you're watching this and any, any of these words are for you, just receive them, you know, just receive them. You know, and um, Gordon, you have a couple more words to share as we wrap up the show today, so. <laughs> okay. This one is for Jonathan. Uh, he's a young man in his late teens, early twenties. Uh, says you're at a crossroads, sitting on a fence, wondering which way you should go. Uh, it's like you're standing in front of the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and and you're looking at, you know, both trees and that the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's like a lot of stuff there for you. There's, you know, career and and um, you know all kinds of you know beautiful toys and things and then there's the tree of life which you make that step and you don't really know what's coming after that next step um, and so one side is like I said one side is trusting in yourself the other side is trusting in God uh, the Lord says I advise you to choose life uh, he has so much in store for you um, it says so much more than you can even imagine, but it means trusting in him, and he's telling you that it's time to get off the fence and make that choice, because he'd rather have you hot or cold rather than just sitting on a fence and being lukewarm. That's good. That's good. Well, you've been watching um, Equip TV on our special series called Journey in the Prophetic, and you've clearly seen the prophetic in action here today and heard some of their hearts, and uh, you know, and they've shared their own personal journey in some aspects of it. So we just want to thank you so much for watching. If you want more information or if you want to contact us, just go to our website, equipministries.ca, and we'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching.